Hello and welcome to Catching Up and Making an Impact Extended. I am Morgan. And I'm Alicia. And here we go. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Catching Up and Making an Impact. This is episode 14. We're going to talk about not being on the right path. Not sure if that's the official title yet. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, <we're> <laughs> probably will sure change, but... <laughs> Yeah, like the last episode, I was uh, writing it. I'm like, I have to make this the one about periods. Like, yeah, so perfect. I'm excited. (laughs) But I'm really obviously excited for this, um, for this episode. But we're not going to forget our sunshine and shadows. Yes. So sorry, we forgot it. (laughs) SOS. So my sunshine and shadows have not changed drastically from yesterday. Um, So I'm just really thankful that I'm like feeling healthy, feeling good. Like I was like dancing around this morning. I'm like, yep, feeling great. And Tyler's like, awesome. Good for you. I'm not not awake yet. (laughs) Um, So I'm really happy for my health and like the health of everybody, just especially in COVID times. Like I'm so glad that all of my friends and family are safe. Um, And then again, I am grateful for my friends and family as always. Um, And I was just thinking about it, that this is the furthest West that I've ever been in my life. And West is like where I want to go. I want to go Mm -hmm. out and visit the mountains. I want to see BC. I want to do that. So I'm really happy that I'm as far as I am, like, I'm happy that I'm as far West as I am because I'm closer to where I want to be. So exactly. Yay. And then my shadow is that it's so fucking cold. Like it's, I haven't been for my walk in like a week. I'm pissed. I hate this. Like I'm, why do we live on another planet? Like it's so weird. I don't understand it, but that's fine. Yeah, It's okay. It's, it's fucking super sucks, but it's February. So it shouldn't be too, too right. much longer. Mm-hmm. She can't really late this year. So I, I honestly kind of expect it to go into like March. And like, I kind of think we're going to have a longer winter. Like, I think we're genuinely going to have snow until like maybe April, mm-hmm. like May, kind of like, I don't know. I feel like we're kind of like a season behind all year. And I literally said that last fall. And I said to Cody, like, we were going to be behind the season. And it's just like, it's super weird. The weather's all over the place. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Oh my God. I have so many sunshines. It's like ridiculous to fucking choose three right now, but oh man. Yeah. So like I launched my program, um, the other day on Monday and it was just super amazing. And I, today just had my first like purchase of the program. So that just like, oh man, feels so good. I, yeah, I'm just super happy about that. Um, Manitoba let up our restrictions. So on Friday I get to go back to work for the first time in three months. Yay. Oh man, I'm so excited. I miss my gym. I miss my good life family. I miss my members. I miss helping people fucking exercise and just like <laughs> feel good. Like I'm excited to clean a gym for eight hours, dude. Like I'm so yes, excited. Yes. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be a really, really busy Friday. And like, I'm probably going to work Saturday and Sunday too. So it's going to be just a crazy weekend, but I'm really hey. excited. So that's awesome. Get that yeah. good life shirt out. Look out. Oh man. I haven't worn in so long. You get to wear my jacket. Like, <laughs> oh man. I'm so excited. Oh, I'm a good life bitch till I die. Like, Yay. I love that. 
Um, yeah. And just, yeah, just feeling really good about the next upcoming weeks. I got through the first three steps of the interview process for the assistant manager job at Good Life. So I just got to work my ass off when the club opens, kind of naturally assert myself in the position and just wait until my interview in the next week or two. And yeah, really good. Yeah. I'm just feeling really good about the next, uh, like the rest of February, honestly, and just trying to fucking do what I can and control what I can control, but also stay stress-free because that's a lot. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And I guess um, my shadow would be just that, yeah, I'm just feeling a little stress. I kind of knew there was a possibility of me going back to work this weekend, but like, I kind of thought maybe the gym wouldn't open until like Monday or Tuesday. So yeah. I was going to get all my housework and stuff in order for that, but I'm having to rush it into <laughs> yesterday and tomorrow and today. So yeah. Yeah, I just feeling a little stressy, but we're good. We're still productive. Yeah. We're making the list, checking it 15,000 times. <laughs> Naturally. Like... Oh, my God. The amount of times that I look at my to-do list in a day, I'm like, okay, but did I do it? Like, did I, I know. to the extent that I wanted it to? <laughs> and why do I have three of the same list surrounding <laughs> yeah. me? Why? <laughs> Tell me. Like, I have it in my agenda on yeah. this large, this is my thoughts thing yeah, just your brain dump. this is no that's not my to-do list that's my journal and then my business <laughs> journal book thing notebook yeah see I tried to have like a separate one for like my business my personal but like that it was just too many books like that's what I can't do if I have too many things in the system that's when I can't I just yeah. I just have one book and I just throw everything in there and I hope it makes sense and when I can read it later so I go through so many notebooks that like mm-hmm. I it changes I've yeah I yeah. just go through so much paper I write down almost everything it's crazy it's I've started to it really obsessive helps. a little it, it is helpful but then yeah. oh three days ago what was that thought what was that thing I wanted to do go back 7,000 pages probably oh, yeah. a whole journal back like it's so bad <laughs> Oh man. All yeah. right. Yeah. We'll get into this. Episode. Oh my God. I forgot. Right <laughs> oh, that's okay. It wasn't that long of a detour. <laughs> awesome. Yay. I'm so, so excited. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. I guess the most, like, I guess we should talk about times that we were each kind of down mm-hmm. the wrong path and how we, um, got back on the right path do you want to start off with that yeah like kind of said briefly like before we started the podcast just like it was kind of different like for me it's always like the wrong paths has always been like blatantly obvious that it was the wrong fucking path like it's always just been very very clear like and I think the first time that I I realized that was like yeah we were in Oshawa like me my brother and my mom and like I don't know she was doing her drug whatever thing off somewhere and like yeah I was 12 years old my brother was 10 turning 11 soon. And like, I couldn't remember the last time I went to school. I couldn't remember the last time I like even looked at a vegetable. Like I was failing grade six. Like Mm -hmm. it was just ridiculous. And so, yeah. And I just realized like, I, yeah, I just was, it was so clear that I was like on the wrong path on like on the wrong path. I wasn't going to school. I drank constantly. I was 12. Like, what was I doing? Like smoking so much weed, like, and it just, it was bad. Like I was starting to like sell it to friends and like be that girl that always had it. And like, that's fucking insane. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that was super obvious. Obviously I did what I did to get out of it. I like called child services, whatever, Mm -hmm. but like, yeah, that was obvious. So it was like pretty clear, but you were so young, like you were 12 Mm -hmm. and that was all you kind of knew. 
at that yeah. point. Well, exactly. It just, yeah, it was like, and it just, cause it was so gradual. It, like it felt cool and felt cool and felt cool. And like, it was fine. And then like, yeah, I just like, at one point I just all of a sudden was like embarrassed about it. Mm-hmm. Just, I was like, I'm 12. Like <laughs> I haven't gone to school at all. I, I was like, I'm, I'm not learning anything. Like, mm-hmm. and like my body just like felt awful. And I just like, but the biggest, I think the biggest thing for it was like, I saw what my brother was turning into. And I was like, wow, like you're 10, you're acting like you're like 16, 17, trying to be this like big tough guy. And I was like, absolutely not. So I think, yeah, I think that was the easy, like what made it kind of that flip is like, obviously for me, I wanted a better life, but like him, like that Mm -hmm. was my little, my little baby, Justin. Yeah. Your little brother, of Mm -hmm. course. Like, and that's what we want to do. Right. We want to protect them. Like our little siblings. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. Yeah. So I can't even like, when I was a kid, like there was things that I did that I obviously knew were not right, but the yeah, moment, but you like, you never had like a bad streak, like never like I ran like yeah okay so in grade six or five I think okay my one friend was she complained about her family all of the time everything like that and then she started talking about wanting to run away. Um, my other friend, who like was kind of that friend that connected me with this other girl um was like yeah me too like her home life was like she could compare to that I guess like nobody really enjoyed their parents whatever yeah so they wanted to run away and I was like okay cool like my two friends are running away I might as well just fucking go with them like so we went we planned it all out I packed soup for lunch that day like we packed our bags and then we just instead of going inside when the bell rang we went into the bush and Mm -hmm. we sat there and then fucking teachers found us they were pissed like oh yeah it was not it was super fucking embarrassing like parents had to be called it was not good like and immediately like I knew the whole time that that was not a good thing to do I knew at the time I did not want to do that bless you and yeah it was just like Morgan what Mm -hmm. the fuck honestly like what the actual fuck (laughs) and like did you do stuff like before or like after that that kind of like led you to feel like you were kind of not acting like the person you Mm. like thought you were supposed to be or like well yeah like it just all felt like icky you know it was just like because I was sitting there and I was thinking to myself I'm like the the last dinner with my family nobody even knows like wow yeah yeah like just (laughs) so dramatic but like oh, it was just icky and I knew automatic like I knew it wasn't gonna go well it was whatever so I went along with a peer pressure type thing but after and then I was like yeah I know that wasn't the right thing like I my parents are like why would you do that I'm like they yeah. wanted to do it so I was gonna go to it yeah. with them like oh my god <laughs> so fucking embarrassing but right and then because we had to walk back into class like a whole hour late like yeah yikes. people are gonna ask you and you have to like <laughs> yeah we tried to run away mm-hmm. beside the school yep mm-hmm. love that I'm gonna live in the bush love that <laughs> love oh, it. oh my god so yeah that and then uh, the only thing I could think of is when I stayed in a relationship past its mm-hmm. expiration date yeah or in general just was in a relationship that I shouldn't have been in but 
no, I feel that. And yeah, I kind of feel like those are like, yeah, my two like bad relationships are like, that's kind of similar things, but I don't feel that. Yeah. Like I felt like, I guess, no, no, it does make sense. Yeah. I was on the wrong path in both of those things. Yeah. I totally agree there. I just don't like, I feel like it's hard in relationships to like, because there's such gradual steps that happen there. So like, I kind of feel like it's, you can't like wake up on the wrong path. Mm-hmm. If that kind of makes sense. You're, like, you know, you're slowly getting down. Like, yeah. And you like, make excuses. Yeah. Like you yeah. see the red flags along the way saying like, turn back and you're like, no, no, it's fine. Yeah. Oh, like he only drinks this much sometimes exactly and like exactly like I used to make excuses for like Alex's like abuse all the time like he would yell and he would get mad like throw controllers like punch holes in the wall and I was like what's well, mm-hmm. fine like just boy things like just anger like it's oh, totally yeah. cool like express your feelings exactly and then like I feel like every time that like I made an excuse for it and accepted it exactly that was just like a step on that path mm-hmm. but like yeah so I don't know but I don't even feel like those would be the worst kind of for me like I feel like they'd be like little detours yeah like I feel like those are kind of like yeah like little like little forks in the road not like kind of big I feel like for other people they can be but for me personally that's like not what I would define as like my wrong path because Mm -hmm. that like I kind of was choosing that and Mm -hmm. like I was taking less than I should have so but then I kind of feel like the other like so aside from the fact of like mom doing it all the whole stuff like leaving as a kid it's like the other time I was like on a really bad path is like in at the end of high school when Kendra and Haley didn't want to be friends I'm sorry after college when I moved back after yeah after I broke up with Alex and Kendra and Haley didn't want to be friends with me anymore and then like left me before we went to that like baseball game and Mm -hmm. stuff and like I think that was kind of like the biggest thing because like I didn't see that I was on a wrong path and I kind of like spun to the right path to like spite them and like show them up and like yeah but like oh man like yeah they were right they went about it in a horrible way that like I obviously do not recommend or suggest but like I don't know if I would have listened if it hadn't been yeah if it hadn't been so like kind of like soul crushing and just yeah. like a giant fuck you moment like mm-hmm. but 100% I was on the wrong path like I was working full-time at McDonald's the same place I had worked when I was in high school I was a college dropout I was in so much debt living with my like not that living with my brother was bad but just like we were in so much debt I wasn't holding him to like be accountable for anything I was just like letting everything slide like mm-hmm. just eating like garbage treating my body like garbage and like I just was not caring about myself and like Mm -hmm. yeah it was like it was starting to get really bad and like when your best friends say something like that to you it like should mean something but I kind of don't think it wouldn't have unless they like did a big dramatic thing like they did and it like 100% spun me but it took probably about three years for me to like not be so fucking like blood red angry Mm. (laughs) and like yeah yeah that that's a huge thing to happen and mm-hmm. it hits like a nerve or yeah. your heart in general like that is hard yeah well like, it kind of just like my, the way that I explained it to them once is like it felt like our bridge of our friendship had just like been absolutely just fucking shredded from both sides and just like collapsed in this giant pit <laughs> and then like the three years after we kind of like Jacob died and it wasn't quite three years after he died, but whatever he like, he passed away and we like kind of tried to like reconnect and stuff. And I told them now, like our friendship is like this thin, frail, like one 
like strip ladder and like it could shatter at any time and like it will never be replaced and that's kind of like yeah the friendship analysis of it but like that path like as much as that friendship is like was held together with that bridge that path that I was on is on the other fucking side of that right yeah so as hard as it is that that was broken it fucking detoured me so hard from that and threw me completely to 180 so it's fantastic but like but now there's always going to be that like iffiness Mm -hmm. like there's never going to be the relationship that there once was and it's kind of the same like with my mom too obviously and like obviously Jonas and Alex and like there's always going to be those barriers but yeah it's because you're a different person than what you were at that point in that Mm -hmm. stage you know what I mean and I don't know like that's yeah that's huge I've never been like in high school probably on a bad path yeah that's when you think think that was kind of like you're wrong I think like I I know 100% I would not be who I am today without all of that. So that's where I have this problem where I feel like we're all meant to be where we are at this time, um, no matter what's going on, but like things happen, you know, I don't know. It's so weird. Like I'm not really 100% sure what I believe. Like detours here and there. I I would never say I was completely on the wrong path. It was just like a little bit. You were starting to. You were starting. Yeah. Yeah. You you crossed that threshold a little bit and you were just going farther. Yeah. Than you wanted. Exactly. Like, and I've I've been pretty self-aware, I would say. Um, I know that when I started smoking weed a lot in high school, I lost my friends from like grade nine and 10. Yeah. And then we reconnected first year university. I messaged my good friend, well, like my ex best friend from like grade 10. Um, and she said, yeah, I just didn't like the path you were going down. And like, I 100% understood that, like that wasn't your scene, whatever, like, exactly. But I did, I learned a lot in that time. Like, I don't think I, I didn't do anything that completely like ruined my life. I didn't get Mm -hmm. DUIs or anything. Like I was never arrested. I exactly. And was lucky. And there was many times when I could have went wrong. Like I knew me and um, Denisha, Abby, Mitch, and I think one of Denisha's boyfriends at the time went to Toronto. And yes, I was not financially stable enough to go. Neither like none of we us met were. Up with we all, p- pardon? When we met up with Serena. Oh, well, me and Alana did that. Yes. Oh, yes, yes. You guys but went like Saturday, we right, went yeah. when we we went earlier. Like got a those few tattoos years. and stuff. Yes. I got my Akumatata oh, tattoo for that for sixty-two dollars. Yeah. I was that's the thing, wasted right? the whole time. But like, it, but it, but it was like so cool. It was like it was just like it wasn't. It didn't feel like we were on the wrong path. It just like we were being wild and young, and that's the thing. And like I feel like there needs to be that like a little bit of allowed freedom, mm-hmm. but like exactly it could have gotten so much worse you guys like bad things could have happened like yeah there's lots of like the and that's the thing is like everything that happened was best case scenarios for the most part Mm -hmm. and that's where we're like very fortunate and like so so it's never been like a bad wrong path but it could have been Mm -hmm. many many times and like yeah (laughs) wow that's like like i 
what I'm I'm telling this story and I hope that there's some sort of law where I can't get fucking arrested for this now because when I was 18 years old we were at this I'm not going to use specifics how about that we went to this concert in a small town near the city that I lived in and we were in high school I think I was about 18 I had my first car Bert McGirt he was a fucking trippy bastard and he never worked when I needed him to anyways so we go to this uh festival I forget even which of my friends went Mm-hmm. Because I was at this point in this story, I was not with any of my friends. I think I went to meet up with people and nobody was around. You know what I mean? People okay, like yeah. ditched me for They people. just were all over. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we would all go to, because there was campgrounds around for this outdoor concert in the summer. It was always on my birthday weekend or near my birthday weekend. Mm-hmm. And um, there was a, a ball field that we would go and we would put our tents in to because it was free. Yeah. So we go set up our tent. Um, I drink a Mickey of ja- of uh, Captain Morgan's, like straight, just like nothing, whatever. Yeah. And we don't even have tickets to go to this con these concerts, right? We're just here for the party. Um, and we run into all of these guys from high school, and they were like, so I would call me like not cool but at this point I think I had thrown a party or two and people you were like who I like was. it's not that you were like it's not that you were like not cool like you weren't like a loser like nothing in like those yeah standards. no just, I like, was you just were typically a more quiet person mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and like you just like yeah you hung out with your friends but like you were very well liked oh yeah like I, it was like very hard to find someone who didn't like Morgan it's I honestly, make that, like clear I, I I don't know it's everybody loves me I I, I say it and well you're just a, like nice just, friendly bubbly yeah. person like you don't really cross paths with anyone but like yeah exactly like you weren't like the coolest person in the school but you were in no way like not exactly cool. right so we um I meet up with these guys and they're like oh what up like does anybody have a bong and I'm like yeah I got my nice glass bong in my vehicle like let's go Mm -hmm. so we go we I like this is two minutes after I finished my mickey um I'm 18 so zero alcohol level in my blood should be had um driving around in this small town fucking we park on the side of a road like a road with houses on the other side like there was Mm -hmm. like a bush here and across the street our houses. Just houses like yeah. just regular people yeah. so we park here on the side of the road and we continue with eight of us in my car which sits five um to hotbox my vehicle mm-hmm. so we're sitting here we're like having a good time fun fun times um and so we two guys had to get out they get out run into the house because oh yeah we were across from their house but they didn't want to go inside until we were leaving so they ran in grabbed what they needed got back in the vehicle we roll down the windows and start pulling ahead and lights come on it's the police how long have they been sitting there i asked myself in my head wow okay so immediately i summon every ounce of my father in me and I look at the police as she comes up to me and I say hello and she asks to see my ID and she says yeah you know you have smoke coming out I'm like yeah I know I'm the DD I'm like completely not the DD like I'm the DD I've got these people I'm just driving them back to where they're staying the night we just had to pick up some stuff like 
I surprised myself. She said, okay, have you had any drinks? I think I said I had one drink 45 minutes ago. I had completely just had a Mickey 45 minutes ago and endless bong ribs. So she asked me, okay, can you get out and take a breathalyzer? I said, for sure. Get out, go to the vehicle. Never been so fucking scared in my life. My grandfather, I think like a month before had just gotten into a D like a drunk driving accident where he was drunk. He crashed. Like I was like, okay, my family is going to disown me. That's fine. So I calmly blow into the machine and it's zeros. She's like, okay, blow again. So I blow again and she looks at it. I'm like, I'm good. She's like, you're good. And I'm like, awesome. Thanks. She's like, Hey, have a great night. I'm like, bye. Get in the vehicle. I roll up the windows. Everybody's like, what the fuck is happening? Like, are we getting arrested? They're like, I'm like, Nope, I'm good. We're leaving. And they're like, what? Like, what the fuck? I'm like, yep. Awesome. Okay. So we drive away. I'm like, Oh, great. Like, but knew the whole time should not be doing that. Like that's crazy. Mm-hmm. But oh like, God. that's just an example of the fact that I am very fortunate. I, it's not mm-hmm. that I haven't come into these situations, but exactly. I am a white female and I can smile because I worked at McDonald's like yeah. bless. Still get anxiety talking about that. Mm-hmm. Well, like, and that's just such an unfortunate thing too, because like, exactly. I feel like if you weren't who you were, it probably would have gone a very, very different direction. And that's like very unfortunate, yeah. but like, what do you think? Like, did you like, when you stopped doing everything you were doing like that and like changed, like, do you think policing was like the thing that got you to kind of like stop that and kind of like mm-hmm. make that change yeah it was so yeah. corrections yeah because that, that was, was yeah that was what I wanted to do and that's kind of the rest of my story is not being able to get into corrections and like mm-hmm. it wasn't choices oh, I, I was making it was oh, okay I didn't know you weren't able to get in I thought you oh. just chose not to go oh it's a story oh it's a great story oh, wow. okay so I'm, do you want to hear it is this the time yeah <laughs> so oh <my> God. <laughs> all right so for so second year grade 12 I am obsessed with prison break obsessed yeah. and you know how I just said like I get invested you get into in the it. yeah exactly love this show. and I get it, the prison break I was super into it it ended um and I realized I was either going to be on one side of the law the good side or the bad side. And I decided I'm going to be on the good side of the law. I'm Mm going to be a correctional officer because I would fucking kill it. So from that point on, my mission in life was to be a correctional officer and a maximum security male penitentiary. And I was within five years going to become the warden of that penitentiary. And I think I, I loved the horror that I would get from older women or from men they're like, oh, you want to work in a maximum security male penitentiary? Yeah. Why? I'm like, because girls are crazy and maximum security is the best behaved. Um, so for four years, my four years in mm-hmm. my like university experience, that was like my purpose. That was my that was my passion. Like I yeah. was going to be a correctional officer and I was gonna fucking kill it. Like I was literally. I couldn't have thought of a better person to be a correctional officer um, and help rehabilitate people and everything like that. Like I was really passionate about this, Um, Mm -hmm. but I didn't realize until I got into my final year, which was when I went to college because it was a combined program. So I finished off in Canador. Um, They let me know that that the hiring process for federal corrections is about a year. So 
Um, I didn't figure this out until like later. So I was kind of butthurt. I'm like, why did nobody in university tell me that the hiring processes are this long? Like, why didn't they get Mm -hmm. this started so long ago? Um, So I was kind of butthurt about that, but I got the process going and I like soared through. It was fucking amazing. Like within nine months, I was in this fifth of seven stages and it was very well known that after the fifth stage, like you were hired, like it was just the hiring process after that. So I was so fucking excited. So this is in 2017. I'm like, I've graduated. I'm going to write this psychological evaluation. It was in Toronto. So it's about two hours from North Bay Mm -hmm. or three hours, three hour drive. Yeah. Um, but three days before I had to write this thing and you can't like just say, Oh, I can't write today. Can I write tomorrow? Like it's a planned thing. It's once every nine months. Like, uh, we had to put my dog down three days before. So I was not, yeah, 15 and a half years, like my best friend, we had to put her down. I was not there. And the same day that we put down my dog, I moved out into an apartment with my ex who I knew I shouldn't have been moving out with anyways. Like it was a whole thing. Yeah. So I know it was, it was horrible. And then, so the three days me and my dad go down to uh, Toronto, I write the thing and we get out. It was like a six hour test. Like it was fucking insane. And, um, okay. I hear back like, so you write the thing and then you have to go back two weeks later and have an interview about, your answers like about your test and oh, it was okay wow so you have to go and talk about about it. your answers that you give yep and they're like personality and like that's crazy so, I'm so shocked she, at the amount of but the people who are police officers and they have to do that but like whatever right right I like, am what? I'm personally okay. offended by most people that I see in law enforcement careers like personally offended by it but anyways like yeah uh so I had to go and have an interview with it and I did not pass I was unsuccessful and when you get to that stage of it if you're unsuccessful you have to wait three years to reapply oh wow Uh uh-huh yeah so that was my plan that was my only plan I had no plan b I was like what do I do like I never even thought that I would not become a yeah. correct, like a correctional officer and everybody's like oh well why not do provincial I'm like do you see the cokeheads that are working for provincial corrections I don't feel safe working with those people anyways so I started applying for police jobs and never once did I want a police job and I would always like I applied to many different um things uh like yeah RCMP OPP um military police ugh, fucking CBSA like border all of it like I did it and I always could get interviews I would go and I would never get just never get but yeah so fast forward to 2019 I am just sick of it like I'm sick of being told no I'm sick of being told I'm not good enough like I'm sick of Mm -hmm. fucking paying for applications sick of it um and it's funny because a few days ago I found a journal entry in my journal from February 2019 saying I'm saving up. I'm going to Ireland. I'm going to work there and I'm going to find my purpose. I'm going to find myself. I'm going to figure out like what I, who I am. And um, it was like Ireland 2020, nothing can change my mind, but like I, uh, something changed my mind (laughs) later in the spring, like April, I think Denisha reached out and said, Hey, you should try Ontario parks. 
And mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, you know, maybe I'll do that. I was really set on this Ireland thing, but she said, check it out. Yeah. So I read the Ontario uh, Park Warden job entry and I was like, fuck, this is literally me. Like, I mm-hmm. can't think of a better park warden like this. This is perfect. It's everything that I do at this point. I've had five years um, enforcement experience. Like, who could say no? Like, exactly. why? Yeah, and I love the outdoors. So here I am. I apply for it. I get um, an interview, a phone interview. I fucking kill it. And I get a call back about uh, two weeks later and they say, we're sorry. We had to go with somebody with parks experience, but don't give up. Like you have a great resume. I'm like, I fucking know. Thanks. Bye. So I'm like just done, you know? And, um, a few weeks later, I'm at dinner with my family and my sister asks me so more like, what are you doing? Like, what's your, what's your direction right now? I'm like, Mm -hmm. honestly, I have no fucking idea. I feel directionless and, it's kind of scary, but I also was kind of excited because I was going to find myself. I was going to Ireland. Like that was the thing. Yeah. I had just signed up for ball. I was super excited. And, um, an hour later I get a call back from the same park and they say, Hey, we have an unexpected opening. Are you interested in the job? And I just said, fuck yes. Like, please. I would love that. And he laughed and he's like, why? Like, do you want to think about it? Because Kenora is like, 18 hours away I'm like no no I'm great like I'll when do you want me up there yeah so yes (laughs) but through that whole thing and like here I am I love my job this is my third year I'm going to be returning back to the park and Mm -hmm. in 29 in 2020 I did find myself I found my purpose I found like my soul I've like just rediscovered my true authentic self and Mm -hmm. like she's here and it's fucking amazing so it was like gave me goosebumps the fact that I did all of that and that's what I had planned to do in 2020 anyways even though I haven't been to Ireland yet still gonna go but oh for sure like like, plans change you gotta be open to mm -hmm. it and stuff but like yeah so that's the like it like in 2017 if you would have asked me if I was going to be doing anything other than being a correctional officer I would have been like uh okay fuck you but now I can't even see myself working anywhere inside for more than two hours like right I love parks. I love being able to be outside or I just love doing like my own thing and can go outside as I wish, as long as it's not minus 50. Mm -hmm. But yeah, like that's, that was my pretty, my story of, you don't know what the fuck is around that corner. Your path is going to take you so many different ways and it might feel like you're at a dead end, but, or like, you're not getting what you think you want, Mm -hmm. but the universe has something better in mind for you. Something that is coming and it's in divine timing it doesn't go along with your with your time exactly um, requirements and and the biggest thing too is like you have to kind of dabble on that bad path a little bit to like you have to lose yourself sometimes like you have to kind of get close to that rock bottom to like really pull yourself up and like see what you're made of and what's important to you and like and it's really unfortunate and like hurts in the moment and it's like really difficult but like like I have said this every time, like, I would never change any single part of my life. Mm -hmm. I would not change being homeless at eight years old. I wouldn't change, like, I wouldn't, like, not a thing, not a thing. It was so hard and it was so scary. And, like, I remember what you said, like, when you, like, sat there and, like, you were so dramatic and you, like, can remember in that moment, like, thinking dramatic, like, 
yeah, like I remember being 12 years old. It was February 7th. I literally remember sitting in that room, like, because it was not long after my birthday, we had like gotten removed in social care and we were put in this like random foster care family. I was like in the room alone. And it's the first time I had been alone in like three days since we were removed from the house. And I just remember sitting there and just was like, wow, this is the worst day of my life. And I like burnt it in my memory. And I told myself over and over again, like, this is the worst day of yo, I have had way fucking worse like yeah. days than that. Like, and it's but just, yeah. That made you stronger so that you could survive worse days. Yeah. And that's like, but I had to find myself. I have, like, you have to see what's important to you. You have mm-hmm. to see what you're made of and what you can tolerate. And like, I exactly, like, I, I, I do believe that you, like, I'm not a God person. I'm not like a spiritual person, but I do believe that you are given what you can handle and some people choose to handle things in wrong ways, but like, and I could have done that same thing. Like there's many situations where I could have chosen the wrong choice and like further to deter myself. But like, I've also had many second chances and I've had many opportunities not given to me, but been presented. And I have had the self-awareness to like, okay, yeah, let's just do it. And like, maybe it's just gut stuff, but like, and it's going to look different for everyone. Like your wrong path, your right path, whatever. But like, you just have to think think yourself, like, does this feel right? Does this feel like what I want to do? If in five years, you're still doing the exact same thing you're doing now, are you going to be okay with that? Like, and it just, oh man, there's so much that goes into it, but. Exactly. And I love what you're saying about the gut feeling. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, you know, you know when it's not right you know when it feels like a little off you know when it feels a little icky and like mm-hmm. I'm not saying that you need to stop it right there I'm not saying take chances I'm not saying yeah. like like and you're gonna make bad feeling you're gonna make bad choices too. exactly yeah like, so just give yourself some grace but make sure that you check in with yourself mm-hmm. and like is Listen this what you want like, mm-hmm. yeah like is it what you want is yeah. this where you want to be and one two five years mm-hmm. is this going to get you to where you want to be in five years like and it kind of like being brought to your younger self like if seven-year-old alicia saw me here today would she be proud of me like would she see everything that i've gone through and like wow like you handled it properly you grew yourself whatever you had to do what you did but like she's also going to know about the bad choices and like and that's that's okay like 50 year old alicia is going to probably make like there's going to be so many more bad choices between now and 50 mm-hmm. and that's another 25 years like the mistakes that i've made in the first 25 years of my life has like mm, been fucking ridiculous so obviously there's going to be more but like it comes back to your intentions and how you feel and you just have to listen to others around you and just try to like think of the direction that you want to go and if you're not if you don't know what path you're on you don't know where you are look for inspiration and people you like you idolize or like even like I used to be someone that was like, I hated people that I was jealous of. Like that was just like a trait for me. But then I realized like, I didn't hate them because of like the person or whatever. I just wanted what they have. And instead of going to them and asking them, how do I do what you're doing? Or how do I have that? I just would like be angry and just be petty about it. And it did nothing but like make me sour and like not feel good for so many years. Meanwhile, if I could have just asked people and asked for help and been like, wow, Morgan, I really love your positivity. How can I get a more positive outlook on my life? Mm-hmm. Probably would have had a little bit less struggle. Probably could have made a few better choices. But at the end of the day, I'm on the path that I'm on. Exactly like you said, we are where we're supposed to be. And mm-hmm. if you don't like where you are, 
you are the only one who can make that active choice. Yeah, exactly. Make that choice every day. <laughs> like mm-hmm. it's a choice. Are you doing what you want to do? Are you doing what feels good to you? Are you becoming the person that you want to become? Mm-hmm. Fucking yes. <laughs> and like, and Cody is like, it's so funny. Like we think in different ways. Like I'm a very logical person. Like there's like an answer to things and like he always like never knows like what the right answer is and what to do and like just take yourself out of it like put yourself like I'm 12 years old in an unsafe family and like I don't know what to do I don't have anyone to turn to let it just the logical choice was I need to be removed from this home how mm-hmm. do I be removed from this home child services mm-hmm. and it's just but you have to just kind of like detach yourself if you saw someone else struggling with the same issue if you could solve their problem how would you solve it Exactly. And that's kind of like, yeah. And, and that's what I find helps sometimes. If you just think about yourself on that third person, like you are the narrator of your own life. What's the next chapter? What's the next phrase for this person? How do they get out of that sticky situation? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yes. The universe reflects back the story that you tell, like mm-hmm. words matter, like what you are saying matters, what you're saying in your head to yourself matters. Uh, it's yeah. just, oh, fuck. Like, yeah, love. I love where this has went. Mm-hmm. um yeah so i think have we t- went over everything I think, yeah, I think this was a great one i think so yeah awesome you know we're just naturals now right <laughs> excellent well thank you guys so so much like we appreciate you each and every one of you i can't even believe that this is being released on in april which is right. very insane. So um, if you're wondering why we're talking about the cold, it's because we're recording in February. So um, you guys can always reach out to us at on Instagram. Um, you can find me on Facebook, um, but my Instagram is at let's wonder by Morgan or at Catenborgs94. Awesome. Yeah. You can always find me starting with Alicia, every social media out there, you know, my YouTube website, everything like that. Um, and yeah, this is February right now. We'll be releasing in April, but I'll most likely still be accepting new clients. So if you're ready to get started on your journey in any capacity, I'm here for you. Yay. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you guys so, so much. Have a great day. Bye. Bye.